0: and welcome to the Amazing Bible. Book Club. I am Julie Callio, your host, and thanks so much for taking time out of your busy schedules to tune in with me today. If, by chance, you want to contact me, you can do that at theab.bc.pc at gmail.com. Today we are concentrating on Act 1 of Mark, Jesus' ministry in Galilee. John Mark was not one of the 12 disciples, but he was close to Peter and Barnabas and eventually Paul. Some people think that it was Peter's influence that Mark wrote this gospel. He wrote this good news to non-Jewish people, probably in Rome, and he was pointing out that Jesus was the Son of God, which is one reason that he focused on Jesus' miracles more than his teachings. Mark also tells us that Jesus came as a suffering servant and those who follow him will also suffer. Mark writes like a reporter, direct and to the point. So far in just 20 verses, Mark covered John the Baptist, the messenger, ahead of Jesus pointing the way, Jesus was baptized by John and then immediately is compelled by the Spirit into the wilderness for temptation. John the Baptist is taken into custody, which moved Jesus to Galilee. His first order of business with his Galilean ministry was to call disciples, and his first four were Simon, Peter, Andrew, James, and John, who were all fishermen. One thing Dr. Culpepper mentioned in class, the call of discipleship is individual. There are no conditions given or promises or rewards. It's an absolute, unconditional call. No compromise. It's a person-centered call. You follow me. This leads us to our next section, chapter 1, verses 21 through 28, They went to Capernaum, the north coast of the Sea of Galilee. And immediately, one of Mark's favorite words, on the Sabbath, Jesus entered the synagogue and began to teach. And they were amazed because he taught as one having authority and not like the scribes. Authority is another word that's used a lot by Mark. There was a man with an unclean spirit. The demon called Jesus the Holy One of God. Jesus stopped him from speaking. This is the first declaration in Mark of who Jesus was. Again, we see the people amazed at his authority and immediately word spread in the area about Jesus. Verses 29 through 34, Jesus healed Peter's mother-in-law, and that evening people brought the sick with various diseases and cast out demons. But Jesus would not let them speak because they knew who he was. The next set of verses, 35 through 39, Jesus got up while it was still dark to be alone to pray. The disciples came to find him, even though everyone was looking for him. Jesus said they needed to leave because he had come to preach. So they left to go to various synagogues throughout Galilee to preach and to cast out demons. The last section of chapter 1 verses 40 through 45, a leper came and pleaded with Jesus to make him clean. Jesus was moved with compassion, stretched out his hand and touched him and said, I am willing be cleansed immediately he was clean. Jesus then immediately sent him away to the priest so that he could be declared clean. He wasn't supposed to say anything to anyone other than to the priest, but he couldn't hold it in and he freely spread the news. This caused Jesus to move out of cities and to stay in unpopulated areas. But people still came to find him. In chapter 2, Jesus healed a paralytic. We get a little bit more information here than in Matthew. And four of his friends brought him to Jesus. And because they couldn't get through the crowd, they made a hole in the roof and let him down to Jesus. A long time ago, I was a chaperone at a youth conference called Youth Encounter. And I still remember the preacher preaching on this. And he said about this story, friends, Don't let your friends die and go to hell. Again, we see that Jesus had authority, not only to heal him, but to forgive sins, which only God can do. The man was healed and the people were amazed because they'd never seen anything like this. The next story is about Jesus calling Levi, also known as Matthew, the tax collector. And he said, come and follow me. He did, and then he had a dinner with his fellow tax collectors and sinners to meet Jesus. There were many of them, and many followed him. The religious leaders criticized Jesus, and he responded, It is not those who are healthy who need a physician, but those who are sick. I did not come to call the righteous, but sinners. In verses 18 through 22, John's disciples asked Jesus why they do not fast. Jesus said they don't right now because the bridegroom is with them. But there will be a day when he is gone and then they will fast. Verses 23 through 28 is the story of the disciples picking and eating corn. And then Jesus declared, the Sabbath was made for man and not man for the Sabbath. So the Son of Man is Lord even of the Sabbath. In chapter 3, Jesus is again in the synagogue on the Sabbath. The religious leaders were hoping that Jesus would heal on the Sabbath, not because they were excited to see the hand of God moving in their midst, They wanted to accuse him. There was a man with a withered hand. In Mark's version, Jesus told the man to come forward. He became the object lesson for the day. Jesus asked, Is it lawful to do good or harm on the Sabbath? To save a life or to kill? They kept silent. Jesus commanded the man to stretch out his hand. And he did, and it was restored. Some people see this next section as distinct in Mark. Jesus withdrew to the sea, but a great multitude followed him. He told the disciples to get a boat ready for him, because the people kept pressing in to him for healing. The demons that saw him declared him to be the Son of God, but he warned them not to tell who he was. We then see the calling of the 12 disciples, verses 13 through 15 read, And he went up on a mountain and summoned those whom he himself wanted, and they came to him. And he appointed 12 so that they would be with him and that he could send them out to preach and to have authority to cast out the demons. In one of my Bibles, I have the word community on the side. I learned their names by a childhood song, which goes like this. There were twelve disciples, Jesus called to help him. Simon, Peter, Andrew, James, his brother, John, Philip, Thomas, Matthew, James, the son of Alphaeus, Thaddeus, Simon, Judas, and Bartholomew. He has called us to, he has called us to. We are his disciples, I am one, are you? He has called us to, he has called us to. We are his disciples, we his work must do. Then Jesus gets accused of casting out the demons in the power of the devil. But Jesus taught them in parables saying that a kingdom divided against itself will not stand. He then warned the religious leaders not to blaspheme against the Holy Spirit because it is unforgivable and it is an eternal sin. Jesus said this because they said that he had an unclean spirit. Chapter 3 concludes with Jesus talking about how his true family are people of faith who do the will of God. Chapter 4 starts with the parable of the four soils. And the only one that yielded a crop were the ones who were in good soil and grew up. Verses 1 through 9 tell the parable. And then verses 10 through 25 explain the parable. The plant that grew up and yielded crops were the people who heard the word and accepted it and bore fruit. Verses 26 through 29 is a parable that is only in Mark. There was a man who casts seeds at night and gets up the next day and the seeds sprout and grow. He has no idea how, but when the crop permits, he immediately puts the sickle because the harvest has come. Verses 30 through 34 is a parable of the mustard seed, which was small, but grew so big that it became shade to the birds and their nests. Chapter 4, verses 35 through 41 is a story of their sailing to the other side of the Sea of Galilee, and Jesus was asleep in the boat. The disciples were afraid and woke up and asked, Don't you care that we are perishing? Jesus said to the wind, Hush, be still. And it was calm. Jesus asked them about their faith. And then verse 41 reads, They became very much afraid and said to one another, Who then is this that even the wind and the sea obey him? Another thing about the story of Mark is that the disciples are not portrayed in a positive light. Many times they are fearful or faithless and they don't understand. Chapter 5 begins with the boats arriving on the other side of the Sea of Galilee, which was the non-Jewish territory, the country of Gerasene. Verse 2 said, When he got out of the boat, it doesn't say they. This is the story of the man with demons who were so strong that chains could not hold him. He was in tombs and gashing himself. When the demons saw Jesus, they ran to him, bowed down before him, and called him, Jesus, the Son of the Most High God. His name was Legion, for they are many. Jesus sent them into the pigs, which drowned in the sea. Dr. Culpepper said this was deviled ham. Ha, ha, ha. The herdsmen ran into town and told everyone what had happened. The people came and saw Legion, quote-unquote, in his right mind and clothed they pleaded with Jesus to leave verses 18 through 20 read as he was getting in the boat the man who had been demon possessed was imploring him that he might accompany him and he did not let him but he said to him go home to your people and report to them what great things the Lord has done for you and how he has shown mercy on you. And he went away and began to proclaim in Decapolis what great things Jesus had done for him. And everyone was amazed. Then we have a sandwich of a story in Mark. This is the first. It covers verses 21 through 43. This was the sermon that I heard Dr. Curavella preach at seminary. The story begins back in Galilee, and Jairus' daughter, who was 12 years old, was sick, close to death. Dr. K said Jairus was fighting for his daughter. On the way to heal her, a woman who had been bleeding for 12 years just knew that if she could only touch his garment, she could be healed. She did, and immediately she was healed, and immediately power came out of Jesus. He turned and said, Who touched my garment? The woman, even though she was fearful and trembling, came forward and told him the truth. Jesus said to the woman, Daughter, your faith has made you well. Go in peace and be healed of your affliction. Jesus fights for his daughters too. While he was speaking to her, word came that Jairus' daughter had died. But Jesus said, do not be afraid, only believe. They continued, Jesus allowed Peter, James, and John to go in with him. And Jesus said, little girl, I say to you, get up. Immediately she did and walked, for she was 12 years old. Immediately. They were completely astounded. Starting with chapter 6, Jesus is teaching in Nazareth, his hometown, but he could not do many miracles there because they did not honor him. Verse 6 actually reads, and he wondered at their unbelief and he was going around the villages teaching. We then see another sandwich from Mark. Jesus sent out his 12 disciples in pairs and gave them authority over unclean spirits. The places that would not receive them, they were to leave and shake the dust off the soles of their feet for a testimony against them. They went out and preached repentance. They cast out many demons and anointed with oil many sick people and healed them. Verses 14 through 29 is the story of how Herod killed John the Baptist and how his disciples came and took his body away and buried it. Then after John was buried by his disciples, in verses 30 through 44, Jesus' disciples came back to report all that they had done and taught. Jesus took them away by themselves to a secluded place in order to rest. Because they were so busy they hadn't even eaten. People followed them, and Jesus had compassion on them because they were like sheep without a shepherd. Verse 34. So Jesus began to teach them. It was getting late, so Jesus told his disciples to give them something to eat. They only had five loaves and two fish. Jesus had them sit in groups. He took the loaves and fish, looked to heaven, blessed the food, broke the loaves, and he kept giving them to the disciples to set before the people. They all ate and were satisfied with 12 full baskets of broken pieces left. Immediately, Jesus made his disciples get into the boat while he sent the people away. Once they left, Jesus prayed on the mountain by himself. Ladies, if Jesus needed to do that, then we definitely need to do that. He could see the disciples on the sea and there was a storm. Jesus walked on the water and verse 48b said he intended to pass by them, but they cried out terrified. My pastor once said they obeyed God and there was still a terrible storm. Jesus said, take courage, it is I. Do not be afraid. He got into the boat and the wind stopped And they were utterly astonished. In the Old Testament book of Job chapter 9, it says that God alone can trample the waves of the sea. Verse 52 reads, For they had not gained any insight from the incident of the loaves, but their heart was hardened. When they arrived at Gennesaret, the people recognized Jesus and brought their sick And Jesus healed all who touched him. Chapter 7 is the story about how the Pharisees got on Jesus's case for not washing their hands before they ate, which was their oral law, not a law of God. Jesus quoted Isaiah chapter 29 verse 13 about how they honored God with their lips, but their hearts are far away from him. Jesus explained that what people eat does not defile them. It is their wicked heart that defiles them. And that is shown by what comes out of their mouths. Jesus then went north of Galilee to Tyre and Sidon in the land of Phoenicia. And there was a mother who cried out for her daughter who had an unclean spirit. This is the story where the woman kept pleading and she finally said, Yes, Lord, but even the dogs under the table feed on the children's crumbs. And Jesus said to her, Because of this answer, go. The demon has gone out of your daughter. And it was so. Then Jesus went back to the Decapolis where the demon-possessed man with the pigs were. This time, instead of asking Jesus to leave them, They brought one who was deaf with difficult speaking. And Jesus put his fingers into his ears and after spitting, touched his tongue and then he prayed, be open. The man's ears could hear and his tongue could speak. Chapter 8 begins with the story of Jesus feeding the 4,000 men and the women and the children with the seven loaves and a few fish because he had compassion on them. They had seven large baskets full of leftovers and immediately they got into the boat and headed back to Jewish country. The Pharisees came to Jesus and asked for a sign. Verse 12 said, Sighing deeply in his spirit, he said, why does this generation seek for a sign? It seems clear to me they got plenty of signs, but they could not see it. Dr. Culpepper said, A sign cannot substitute for faith. Leaving them, he again embarked and went away to the other side. While on the boat, the disciples forgot to take bread with them. Jesus said, Watch out! Beware of the leaven of the Pharisees and the leaven of Herod. They thought it had to do with bread. But Jesus told them, Do not harden your hearts like them. Verse 21 reads, And he was saying to them, Do you not yet understand? Then we will end today with verses 22 through 26 of chapter 8. They came to Bethsaida, and the people brought a blind man to Jesus and implored him to heal him. Jesus brought him out of the village spit on his eyes, and laid his hand on him. He said, Do you see anything? And the man replied, I see men, for I see them like trees walking around. Then Jesus laid his hand on his eyes, and he looked intently and was restored, and began to see everything clearly. For the longest time, I wondered why the man did not see clearly the first time. Did it have to do with his faith? Now I recognize by the way that Mark teaches that it is also an object lesson about the disciples. They do not yet understand. They do not see clearly, but if they look intently upon Jesus, they will see and understand. So where are you today, ladies? Are you asking for a sign? Do you understand? Do you have faith? Are you following Jesus? Today, if you hear his voice, don't harden your hearts like the religious leaders. Instead, let's be like the Phoenician woman who came to Jesus believing and humbly before the Lord, and he heard her cry and he answered her prayer. Until next time, and thank you so much for tuning in today.